we thank you that our hearts are open to receive illumination word for the entrance of your word brings life and light and it brings understanding we thank you Jesus in Jesus name Amen Amen. 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 So you can be seated. Just be seated. It's a blessing to see all of you. It's a blessing to see all of you. So I'm going to start teaching. Hallelujah. I'm teaching. So last week we read something from John 3. Still on the top of Ascension. Ascension. How many of you would love to fly? How many of you would love to fly? All of you would want to fly, right? Yep. Or you don't know the meaning of flying? You want to fly. Not the flying on broom. Broomstick. No, I'm talking about. I would want to sit in an airplane and then go to and fro. You want to travel all the world. So a lot of people want to travel all, the, all over the world. It shows the level at which we esteem flight. The level. So in the spirit too, there is something like that. There is something like that we accept. Tell anybody that we ascend. We ascend. So there was a man called Nicodemus. Scripture says that he came to the Lord Jesus by night. And he had a very great credentials. I mean, he was a ruler of the Jews. He was a mighty man. And openly, one thing we know is that they could not acknowledge the works of Jesus. They wouldn't want to. They, they, they would not. Because that would mean that Jesus is going to have a greatest market share. Hallelujah. They consider it to be a market. Amen. Just like politicians. Yeah. So everybody wants to. they knew in themselves that this man called Jesus had a uniqueness he was very different from them and they knew within them that he had he was the way or he had upon his life but openly we so he came to seek for wisdom at the feet of Jesus and the only time that he could choose is, is in the night to where everybody would would be asleep or people would not be able to see clearly. In the night, you see, you cannot see clearly. If someone is walking in dark, you cannot really see. So he had to hide his identity and come and seek for wisdom. And when he came, to, Master, Master, we know that you are a man that is sent from God. For no man can do these works 
except what God be with him. Meanwhile, in the open, in the light, they will say that this man is using demonic powers to, to cast out devils. And one day he said, so this thing that you said I'm doing, exorcism, you people to you sometimes do that. So by what power do you also what? Same. So they knew very well that Jesus, Nick, he was anointed. The power of God was so strong with him. And he, and he was accompanied with the power of God in all that he did. And yet they failed. So now Jesus started opening him up to the mysteries in God. And he started from the lower planes. Say lower plane. And even with the lower planes that Jesus started to speak about, the man could not comprehend, even in his capacity. Nicodemus could not comprehend, even in his capacity, as what, as a ruler of the Jews, as one that is, that is knowledgeable in the things of God. In quote, because. They felt that the promises of God belongs to them. They felt that they had all the knowledge. They had all the all the prophets. They had all the all the scribes. They had all the people that you can you can boast about. So they were very, very special people in the eyes of God. So then Jesus said and started teaching him about being born from above. Jesus said, unless be born from above, or unless a man be born again, or unless a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot what, enter the kingdom of God, or he cannot see, is what the terms that he used. Then this man asked Jesus that how can a man be born again the second time? Is he going to go back into his mother's womb to come alive again? And then Jesus said, If I speak to you about earthly things and you cannot comprehend these things, how much more when I speak to you about heavenly things? So what was the subject that Jesus was talking about? He was talking about seeing the kingdom, entering the kingdom. And he said, it's an earthly. I'm not even talking about spiritual, like deep spiritual stuff. I'm not talking about the time you can be there. Okay. Amen. So just is the volume a little. So he said, if I speak to you about earthly things and you cannot comprehend these things, how much more when I speak to you about heavenly things? And heavenly things are things that are what above. Heavenly things are things that are what. So talk about planes, 
you realize that the heavenly things are way, way above. So what does this speak to us about? It makes us aware that the entry point, the entry point is the born again experience. And it becomes the doorway or the gate for innumerable experiences in God. So what did he say concerning day that I've received of him? He said, for this people that are partaking of the grace, For these people that have been chosen by God, this is the uniqueness about them. They were able to receive great and mighty things that is capable of making them partakers of the divine nature. I hear, say divine nature. Divine nature. Amen. Amen. So then I gave you a scenario that you can have an estate an entire community, very, very huge estates, and I use my area as an example. You can be afar, afar off, and just be seeing the gates or the entrance of the estate. But that does not mean that you are inside the estate. You are just at the gate, and you are welcome. The security post maybe. They have allowed you to, to go in, but you are just at the entrance. Within the estates, you have tennis courts, you have police station, you have football pitch, you have so many houses and so many projects even going on, and there are estates even within the estates. Am I making sense? So just stopping at the gates is not enough. Because your eyes have not yet seen what is inside. If you should proceed or you should progress into the estate. When you go inside, there are a lot of beautiful buildings. And even within the estates, there are classes. There are normal buildings which belongs to the, the, I mean, the estate group they have just built. And then there are individuals who have bought lands within the estate. And they have their own structures. And there are different grades of buildings. Stopping at the gates is not enough. Ask anybody, will you sleep at the gate? Let me ask you this. If you are going to visit someone, you are going to someone's house. And the person wants to welcome you into his house. When you get to the gates, have you really arrived? You are close, but... As if someone says, come and stay with me. For a while. And you get to the estate. Is that where you are going to sleep? When you get to the gates? Okay. So I thank God that you agree with me on this subject. That being at the gates or seeing the gates or entering into the gates is not enough 
experience of the estate is not enough at all. It's just like, let me, let me use this funny example. Someone that maybe has wrong papers. You found your way into the plane or into the ship. And then you're able to get to Spain or you're able to get to whichever airport that you get to. The, the, the gateway to the places is actually through, through the airport or through the, the port if you are traveling by sea. Then the moment you get there, they started doing their investigation and they realized that you don't really have what it what is required of you to move in the land. What do we what do they do instantly? They deport you. So you, you, you still went like you, you got there. You you, you saw you saw the atmosphere. Ah oh, wow, this atmosphere is different. You you felt it a little, but what was the innermost desire in your heart when you were pursuing that journey? The innermost desire was to was to settle, right? To go ahead and settle. So you get there and you are deported. How how, how does it feel? Or oh, you've not been deported before? So your experience of the airport or the port being the gateway doesn't mean that you've actually entered or you are, you, you've actually gotten to your destination. And I made mention to you that a lot of us seem to be at the gates. The gates. In fact, a lot of people at the gates. You remember there was a particular point, I think they were doing military recruits. Was it last year or last two years? And then they brought them to the TV and people are lined up from the Elwak. Like a lot of people were at the gates and they would just allow one person to enter at the point. And so many people were just at the gates. And the line was so long. All because they just wanted access to. And they don't mind whatever it takes to to get there. You ask my brother, like, Theoclos, how was the training? When he went, like, how was the training? I met him, I couldn't, I couldn't record, I was bigger than him. I met him, he had changed. Because there was some glory that was set before him. He knew that no, I need to go through this. How many people? How many people die? Casualties. That. Yeah. So for sometimes two or three, like during the training, and you know very well that it can be it can be you, but your prayer is that it shouldn't be you. Don't you think they all had a desire to go through? They all had a desire that they will come out as as soldiers. But then you get there and you realize that hmm. And then some people even run away. Yeah. Some people get into the gates and then they run away. Because what they thought they, they, they know about the glory that will be revealed, but 
what it will take to go through the patience and the endurance if you don't have it you yourself will run away so there is a lot to be experienced in God and being at the gates is not enough hallelujah being at the gates is just like having nursery education or just the basic education it is okay for you to know okay you can read you can write you can say a few things you have basic understanding of, of things but it's just basic there are higher what kinds of knowledge understanding towards us and it comes by what going higher even the natural progression of a man's life if a child is born and he's very okay what do you expect? You expect that the child will definitely grow. And when he grows, he gets to a particular point. They will stop giving him money. Some of you, your parents will stop giving you money very soon. When you start doing your national service. Oh. Not that they can't give you, but... <laughs> Some people too. Their parents will continue for a while. But at the point, they will just, they'll just stop. What are they trying to say to you? I'm saying that you have become a man. You have become a man. Some of you, it's not that your parents have money, they are okay. But then now, in order to teach you, now they will expect some returns from you. Not that they need you, they don't need your money, but to teach you that as a child or as a, as a man that is growing, you need to show appreciation. So now, out of your little, you have to show what? Appreciation. That is growth. This is where now, as we as you grow, you begin to wonder and say, hey, so all this while that my parents were providing for me, not knowing they had their issues, they had their problems, they, but they forced their way to provide for you. They provided for you. And now, as you have grown, you realize that it wasn't easy for them to do all of this. Imagine you have, as a parent, you have, you space your children, maybe one, two years, two years, two years. Then, it all happened to be doing six years courses, right? So, whilst one enters into level 600, another is in level 400, another is in where? Level 200, then another, another is about to enter. Yes, another is also writing was Many of our parents did magic. Yeah. One guy said, oh, for him, ah, pay. Looking at what he knows, he said, "Oh, he knows that his, his father gets money through other means. It's not, it's not his thing." So how much I want to But how how can my father find all the? Someone is doing this. Someone is doing law. Someone is doing that and that. Like, no, the father has to do magic. 
So you grow up to become a responsible man. And when you look at your baby pigs and your present state, you can see that something has gone on. You are no longer the person that you thought you were, even though that was you. You have grown. You have become mature. You have become knowledgeable. You have become responsible. And then people on the outside can say that, okay, this guy is a responsible man. Or this lady, oh, she's very, very responsible. She has been able to do so much for herself and all that. Very, very responsible. Amen. Open to Hebrews chapter 5. So the Bible speaks about two different levels of the word. Either Hebrews 5. He speaks about two different levels of the word. And he uses our experience as children. He said, when you were born, did we all of a sudden straight away give you meat? No. When you were born, what did you feed on? You fed on what? Milk. Why were you feeding on milk if solid food was okay for you at that time? the point, even if they want to give you something solid, they will mix it like what? Powder. Powdered form. How do you call it? Fish powder. Before they will add it to your cereals and all that. Because they were trying to present it in a way and manner that your system can easily handle. Because you've never been developed. <laughs> can you imagine chewing without how will you feel like? How many of you have tasted hard willy before? Hard willy. Oh, all of you are DBs, you don't know what willy is. Why you don't eat wache? What do you eat? <laughs> You've been eating custard. Okay. Even really with your teeth card, sometimes when it is very hard, when it's not that the soft one, it's not it's not easy to, to break it down. Hard with it, hard with Okay, so the Bible gives us uh, two different presentations of the word, and he uses the term milk and what? And meat. Milk and meat. And then milk, milk has this characteristic. It says that there is an inexperience. There is that state of unskillfulness. Hallelujah. There is that state of mental immaturity. You get it. So let's read. I believe the objective of this uh, message is that by the end of this message, all of you will find a way to mature. 
are we are we are we ready as i expose the truth that means we are going to accept are you ready tell anybody don't be at the gates <laughs> okay so let me talk about verse number 12 from the King James Version. It says that for when for the time he ought to be teachers, he hath need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I have become such as have need of milk. So it's like you have become like a babe, someone that still needs to use milk. And not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the work of righteousness. For he is a babe. Say he's a babe. He's a babe. 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 How of you have been caught that before? Baby. <laughs> oh, if we don't say. Hey, you are hiding. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I'm preaching, you are saying that it's, it's connected with what? Okay. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. And physically speaking, the person is unskillful. That's why you've given feed. Feed the person. And not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful, the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. So when it comes to kingdom matters, it has to do with understanding of the word of what? Righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat says strong meat. Long get to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hallelujah. So he's showing you immaturity and the way to maturity. So one of the greatest foundation that believer is supposed to be well engrafted like you you have to be so connected to is the understanding of the word of righteousness if we don't understand this it means that there will be a certain kind of let's say uh, blockade in your ascension so when it comes to the measuring of spiritual maturity it is not about the number of years a person has been in church am i making myself clear it's not about the number of years a person has been in church it is nowhere connected to that and that is the deception that a lot of our let's say our parents or our, how do we call it our grandfathers walked in There was a point the Lord gave me an experience. I realized that though sometimes we can honor our fathers, our parents, and all that. When it comes to certain decisions of our life, the amount of light that might be available to you is not the same amount of light available to them. Physically, we can testify to that, but when it comes to certain decisions of our life, 
we do not want to go in that way. Physically, you know, okay, yeah, okay, my parents didn't go fine education. Okay, now I've gone further in education. So in your mind, yes, you honor your parents, but then still you know that okay, intellectually, you have you have progressed, you, you are making progress. So spiritually speaking, sometimes the level of light available to them in terms of revelation of the spirit is not as much as what you have come to encounter in God. So there is a point where age will speak wisdom. You understand? Age, you know, age is associated with wisdom. We say gray, gray hair. They say that it's associated with wisdom. But what do you say? What does the scripture say? Is it? Let the ages speak. Let the multitude of years. I mean, those that have days, let them speak. But there is a clear difference between the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and the wisdom presented by advancements in, in age. Elihu, Job's situation, the youngest of them came and presented this divine wisdom. He acknowledged their place as a grown-up man. He said, let the days speak and let the multitude of years teach wisdom. There's an exception. But there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty gives unto him what? Understanding. So, there is a certain level of understanding that is available to a man because of the amount of light that he has encountered in the spirit. That is why when it comes to certain decisions concerning purpose, your consultation must be with the spirit of God. Because the one that is exposed to the greatest amount of light will be the one that will be able to discern most. It is directly correlated to your depths of discernment. Hallelujah. And that is what makes men relevant in their times. Is a being not what unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Is someone here with me? That, that's a sign of maturity. Maybe not unwise, but what? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. And what does it say? Walk his circumspectly. Not as what? Fools. But as wise. Discern the times. Because the days are evil. Tell him about discern the times. Tell him about receive understanding. Hallelujah. So, this is just to give you an idea of certain decisions we make in life, especially with the depths of, of revelation that we have been exposed to. This is not to say that there is no place for honor or there is no place for any of those things. There is. But then understand that advancement in years is not synonymous with spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. There is a certain kind of counsel and wisdom that can be given because of their exposure to many years of life on this plane of existence. But when it comes to matters of light, 
matters of spirituality, the consultation must be with the Spirit of God. In order for a man to overflow with the greatness, the abundance of the Spirit, there has to be that consultation with the treasure within. And we have this vessel, this treasure in acting vessels, that the excellency of the power may always be of him and not of us. So one of the signs of maturity is that now it gets to a place where it is of him and less of us and not of us. If I'm using us, I'm talking about the place of the flesh. Are you here with me? Because you have come to acknowledge your union with the Spirit of God. That as I am joined to the Lord, I become one with Him in spirit. So now my submission to the will of the Father becomes what we refer to as spiritual growth in the realms of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You can also use the word yieldedness to the move of the Spirit. Amen. Are you here with me? And we should not confuse. I've said this and I'm saying it over and over again. We should not confuse the manifestations of the Spirit. We should not confuse the gift of the Spirit with spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. We should never come to that place of confusion. Because anyone that you begin to show the secrets, I can show you the secrets of the supernatural and you begin to walk in the supernatural right now. You get it. And there are people that got born again I'm, I've been privileged to train, and within a short period of time, they begin to walk in tremendous power. I mean, things happening even when they are speaking. Meanwhile, they had not gotten to that level of what? How do I call it? Maturity in terms of godly character, in terms of experience with the word, in terms of uh, being led by the Spirit of God. So, there, if you don't take care, all of a sudden, you begin to be puffed up. You see, it's like you are not able to tame your your pride. And all of a sudden, you begin to get puffed up. Godly character is not there. The humility of Christ is not there. But then they give the celebration. And with all these, what is the consequence? In the realms of the spirit, the measurement of these works is equated to zero or dead works or zero work done or works that will be subjected to burning through the fires because they become works of wood and hay and stubble which has no precious element in it even though they presented themselves as it were they were things of a supernatural origin do you understand so then what will Paul say when it comes to this dimension? He says that anyone that is blessed with the gift of prophecy, anyone that is blessed with the gift of faith, anyone that is blessed with the ability to speak in tongues, let me quote this. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no love, I have become like a tinkling cymbal. So I'm speaking in the tongues of men. I can speak in all languages because of God's ability given to me. I can speak in strange, even communicate with angels and beings in the supernatural realm. And yet have no love. What is the essence of my communication? It has no spiritual foundation and it amounts to zero when it is measured with the reed of God. The golden reed or the, the, the golden tape. 
Hallelujah. So the standards of God, the perception of God is very different when it comes to our assessment of what spiritual maturity is. Amen. He said, I can have the gift of faith. And with the gift of faith, I would have the ability to move and shift mountains. I can tell this mountain, you mountain moved into the sea and it shall be so. And he said, I have gone wild. He said, what have I become? I am nothing. Then he speaks about the tremendous weight of the gift of prophecy. I can have the gift of prophecy. I can decode all mysteries. It means that you are exposed to so much knowledge, revelation, insight. You can decode the deep things of God and all that. And yet, as you are decoding for the pride of men, oh, I can teach mysteries. Oh, I understand the operations of the supernatural. I understand all these things. And yet, without love, which forms the most excellent nature, you have become as one, one that produces works that will be bent through the life. So, even though your works will end up becoming a blessing to the body of Christ, because uh, God always needs a vessel to manifest the Spirit, and one of one of the things that actually pushed the ministry of the Lord Jesus, one of the things that also pushed the ministry of the disciples when they were commanded, is is the accompaniment of the supernatural. Hallelujah. So you can see Paul himself in the in, in, in the book of Corinth speaking about the fact that what brought a uniqueness upon his ministry is that he didn't speak with just lofty words of eloquence, not because he could articulate speech properly, not because he could join words and and, and he can talk like a philosopher. You know, usually when, when we begin to talk philosophy or we begin to talk physics, oh wow, this guy is so knowledgeable. Oh wow, this guy is has great thinking, what capacity. Wow, this guy is. But it's just earthly knowledge. It has no spiritual relevance. Hallelujah. He said, I did not come to you with lofty words of eloquence, nor enticing words of men's wisdom, but I came to you in the power and demonstration of the spirit and when this thing usually happens it comes with it is accompanied with great assurance in the heart of the people they are usually cut into the heart they, they, they are cut deeply into the heart and the only response that they can give is that Lord what must I do or they come to the place of yieldedness and then they make themselves available their vessel becomes what available for kingdom use is someone here with me I hear with me. So we need to break that clear distinction between our perception of spirituality and the God perception of spirituality. Spirituality has to do with the exhibition of godly character. I'm talking about Christ life. Bible says that He's the one that has called us onto a life of glory and virtue. Hallelujah. Glory and virtue. It has to do with fruit bearing. Amen. So, now, where is the place of, 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 of the spiritual gifts and manifestations? I would say that this happens as a result of the distributions of the Spirit. I would say that the Spirit of God distributes to every man as he wills and for the profit of all, the profit without. And it speaks about a divestment of gifts, and speaks about the differences in administrations. Hallelujah. And how God allocates to every man according to his will. And it's supposed to actually help the body. Because the body is full of, I mean, so many challenges. And true 
until the perfect perfection arrives, we, are, we will still have need of the giftings available. That's why it says that, okay, if there be tongues at the point it's going to cease, if there be anything like prophecy, if there be anything like healing, the reason why these things will cease is because we've gotten to the point of the perfect perfection. Hallelujah. You see, the point of the perfect perfection where there has been a revelation of the glory of God in us, where there will be no more death, there will be no more sickness, there will be no more, the book of Revelation will put it like this way, no more sin. Hallelujah. And when he used the sea, talking about um, the place of the dead. So that's why he mentioned that those that are dead in the sea, it doesn't mean those who died in the ship in the Atlantic Ocean. Hallelujah. The sea is symbolic of the place of the dead. Hallelujah. Usually in the, in the traditional setting, your parents will tell you that, oh, he's crossing the river or he's crossing the sea. Why? Because it's like he's moving into the other world. And even the picture of the crystal sea was demonstrated in the book of what? Revelation, where you can see ah, saints within the crystal sea. A sea that is seems to be, have been mingled with what? Water and what? Uh, fire. And it's like, they are there. Hallelujah. So don't, don't misunderstand the scriptures. There will be no more sea in the sense that, okay, so if there is no more death, it means that there is life forevermore. And it all has to do with the light of God. Hallelujah. So, it is in that place of perfection that we no longer have need for these manifestations of the Spirit. But to some extent, there has been some misunderstanding due to the understanding of the various sects. And some believe that the compilation of the scriptures is, is, is what is meant to be that which is perfect. You know, the compilation of the scriptures meaning that the Bible that we have as it has come, that's what is perfect. So they, because of that inclination, they believe that then there is an end to all their all their spiritual uh, gifts, and because of that revelation, too, they don't walk in that. So they see themselves teaching. They have all the good teaching, and yet the power thereof is what is lacking. It is the depth of revelation that they are having. But this should not bring division even in the body of Christ. But interestingly, they will believe that they still have the most perfect because the perfect has what. Actually, come. It has. It's not, it doesn't have to do with the that which is written, as in like what what has been compiled for us. In fact, there are so many, many, many other extra books and all that. You get it. And other other sects also believe that those extra books are still part of the Bible. So now, if we are going to discuss about what is actually the Bible and all that, then your belief will be a little bit different from mine. I might accept yours. I might say that oh, your extra books are not part of mine. No. It has to do with the person of Jesus being revealed. That's why an entire book is dedicated to the book of the revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Until the revealing of Jesus in our lives. Then we will shine like lights. That light in our hearts will begin to shine. It will radiate out of our hearts. And then when I look at you, I do not see any difference. I see Jesus. When I look at you, I see the Christ life. When I look at you, you'll be so much full of life that if I don't take care, I might even worship you. Hallelujah. I think I always, when I'm teaching about something, I bring reference to the book of Revelations. You see, John encountered a man in the spirit. And when he saw the glory of the man, what happened? He just went on his feet because 
the glory of the man was so strong and mighty that he thought it was the Lord. Or he thought it was someone in that order of glory. So that is the kind of glory that God is bringing us into even as we ascend. And right now in the spirit, you realize that we are seen as light. When Jesus said that we are the light, it's true. When, when I look into the spirit, I see you. I'll see you as light. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think many years ago when my, my brother had no idea of what, maybe doing ministry or even going to ministry, I saw him lying down. Then I saw another version of him that was just light, light standing with his calling even written on his, on his garment. Meanwhile, he was just, so if the Lord should actually open your eyes, is that we are lights. Hallelujah. Tell me anybody, you are the light of the world. You believe what the man is saying. That person, you believe what the man of God is saying. So that's the reason why I'm asking this. There was a point in the life of Jesus when, when Lazarus died. And we don't know why, but Jesus delayed coming. Jesus delayed coming. And then after he died to so didn't come, he waited for the body to have gotten to the place of decomposition, you know. You'll be expecting so much, uh, how do you call it, stench. You'll be, you'll be expecting decomposition, maybe. Things up in those days, we, we don't know the things that but they used to present them, but uh, what the sister said was that, oh, by now, the body will begin to decompose and it will be appropriate. And Jesus asked him, do you believe this? There's the one that believes in me. Then the lady said, oh, we know, we know that in that time, the place of the time of the resurrection, these things, yes, we, we, we believe it, it, it will come. We said, now, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Before he wept at their unbelief, then what did he do? Then he called on Lazarus. That was a demonstration of the experience that can come a transition from death into life but even that one that was just uh, the reason of the dead for him to die again hallelujah but it bespeaks of a certain future glory dimension that man will be caught into even as we develop our relationship with god there's that place of light there's that place of glory hallelujah but there's the place of glory Say, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Okay. So in the realms of the spirit, we all shine with different amounts of light. And the intensity of our light shows the depths or the, the, the kind of authority that is back in us. Hallelujah. You have, this, you have the same Jesus. We have the same Jesus. He's in us. But the level of yieldedness or the level of revelation behind my experience with God, like it, it, will, it will bring a clear distinction. So, so you see that there will be people that maybe there's a particular issue to be addressed, spiritual issue. You see that you are dealing with it, and it's not, it's not, it's not working. And all of a sudden, someone else comes. Someone else that is you consider maybe higher or of a greater authority comes in and he just easily deals with the case. 
was the point in the life and the ministry of Jesus and his disciples where they were trying to deal with a case and it wasn't possible. Meanwhile, these were people that have seen demons casted out, they've seen the sick healed, they've seen all sort of things, I mean, issues resolved and all that. And this one, this small particular case, they are still doing it in the name of Jesus and it seems not to be working. Then Jesus started to talk about uh, this kind were not out by what, except by prayer and fasting. The kind of revelation that we have. Hallelujah. As we pray and fast, it can usher you into a, into a deeper moment of fellowship with God. I don't know, I'm not saying that that is the way, but I'm saying that it is one based on what I have discovered in the scriptures, based on my little experience too. I realized that in order to feel a certain level of hunger, hunger within you, sometimes you must journey on that path. And usually after you journey on that path, you come to a certain place of ascension, a certain place of revelation such that. Now, even if you seem not to journey in that path, you've already caught it. Uh, do, 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 do you get a point I'm trying to? You've already caught the revelation of so it becomes easy in the in your operation in that dimension because you laid a solid foundation for that. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Okay. So bringing us to the word, I said there's a clear distinction between milk and meat. Milk is liquid food, and it is symbolic of inexperience, it is symbolic of immaturity, it is symbolic of unskillfulness in the word of righteousness, and yet it is very needful to get to the channel to the place of what So as we are feeding, as you are exposing the child, little by little, you are feeding, you are giving the breast milk, you are feeding, then you you move a little. At the point, he himself will find a way to put the food into what? Into his mouth. Does your parents feed you anymore? You graduated. When did you start feeding yourself? Ahead of my life story, they said, okay, I wasn't eating. And all that once in a while, there was just a particular drink that I, I take when I take that one to my mouth. By the time I bring it out, everything is finished. And the only way I started eating was when I saw if I see people, children. Like there's that experience where children are eating and then I'm empowered to do the same. Hallelujah. Then that's when I started. Because I see them also also eating. Hallelujah. This shows the power of association as well. You get it. So sometimes if you associate with people that are moving in that particular direction, the company, the company, the company, if it's an evil company, it'll corrupt good manners. If it's a good company, you'll become an average of your group. You understand? So a man that seems to work with highly influential people, very, very, very rich people. This is I think I came across a video where I saw 
Kennedy Japan and Alan Sherman team. Like they were coming, they were so happy. Why? Because they they they, they work in that level of was even salute. Oh, my senior, like. So the kind of people he works with, definitely when you look at it, is the kind of people you become. So if you want to be a man that will be greatly used by God, the kind of multitude that surrounds you or the kind of people you surround yourself with is very, very important for your growth. The kind of people you surround yourself with. It affects your growth. If you surround yourself with people that when you meet, all that we talk about is, is mention some of the things. Girls. If you, if you are just talking about girls, what do you, what do you expect to do? You will be chasing girls. Or, or it's not true. Or some you can just talk about it and you won't do. It still corrupts your mind. You know the corruption of your mind? As you are dead end. The lustful desires. It's the same took occasion of my body and generated in me all manner of concupiscence, all manner of lust. So the atmosphere really matters a lot. You tell us, oh no, I, I wonder, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it's just, we are just dirty talking. Eh? But you know in your mind, when you sit there, when, you, when your imagination, you begin to create, imagine things. And out of that place, it's just a matter of time. You are progressing. You are ascending in that in, in that dimension. It's just a matter of time. You would want to actually, actually this thing, uh, that's how it is. Let me let, let, let me make it happen. <laughs> so he said, let us move on. Let us go. We must move on. Move on from milk. Progress from milk. So let us advance. 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 Like many of you, you are you, you want to advance, you want to do higher education, or you are doing higher education. Even after the higher education, you still want to do higher, higher, higher education. You still want to what? advance. Even at the workplace, you want promotion. Because you can't imagine staying at the place of that level, level one that you, you started with after 10 years of work and you are still there. Then it means that there's no career progression. Is that my people? Let us lay aside the things that slow us down. Let us move away from the elementary stages of the teachings of Christ. And let us advance steadily towards the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. So that perfection of light I'm speaking about, it is associated with spiritual maturity. As you grow, the flesh becomes less. The flesh is what actually hinders the shining of light. Hallelujah. So for instance, you can have, you can, you can have a box and you have a light or a candle of high intensity. If you put it on, how will we see the light? Because there is an opaque what? Opaque object that is uh, hindering. Like, your, 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 your vessel is not transparent. But in God, the light begins to 
shine. The flesh has no place. The weakness of the flesh has no place. There is growth. There is growth. Let us move on and get past the elementary stages of the doctrines of Christ. Advancing steadily towards the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. Then what did we associate? He said, there is something that I've been teaching you over the years. And this I keep on repeating. Because you are dull of hearing. One of the signs of babyhood is being dull of hearing. You are dull. If you say someone is dull, you know, always say, oh, you're dull, you're dull. <laughs> you're dull, you're dull, you're like the person is too slow to, to capture whatever you're trying to are trying to show and it can be used in a bad way too oh this guy is too dull we are making the path for you Christ not seeing <laughs> you are dull of hearing so it means that anyone that is dull of hearing requires repetitive 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 <laughs> repetitive what repetition is it not similar to what I described to you in James? So such a person is looking into the perfect law of liberty, but then he forgets. So if he forgets, you have to repeat. You repeat again, he still forgets. Repeat this. He, he, he still forgets. He's dull of hearing. And if you are dull of hearing, it affects your faith work. Because one of the doorways to your progression in faith is the window. Your hearing window. The faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. True faith is subdue kingdoms. True faith is stop the mouth of lions. True faith they obtain the promises. By faith, the elders obtained a good one report. So if your sense of hearing, I'm talking about your spiritual senses of hearing is good, or your sense of hearing is such that your 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 memory, your spiritual memory is so low, the capacity is so low. You can't retain any of those things. Then it means that it will impede your walk of faith. It makes spiritual growth very difficult. So as a child of God, you must subject yourself to the teachings of the Holy Ghost. You must subject yourself. Like You see, the other time I was telling you that, look, there is no man that is intelligent. Hallelujah. I mean, when it comes to certain songs, I, I know I can't sing. When it comes to certain things, I, I know I can't I can't mention. I, I, I maybe if you tell me mention the name of maybe football players in a particular, I can't mention. I don't, it's not my interest. So there I'm more intelligent in that in that word, in that field. But someone else, oh, he can't mention any team at all. From any country in the world, they will mention the name, the name, they will tell you the number of goals, and people make serious arguments about it. Some people, history, genealogies. Oh, some of our grandparents are like that. They can. Our grandparents, they can tell you everything. But this thing will not carry weight. Let us go off. Let us make these fables, genealogies, and, and just no, let us move on. Hallelujah. So it is what you channel into your soul. That is that is what has been the problem. 
Hallelujah. So if you can redirect that content that you receive to your ears, you will definitely pull more spiritual maturity. It's just a redirection of the desires. Hallelujah. That's why I said, uh, be not drunk with wine. Because basically there are things that can make you drunk. When you are intoxicated with wine, you, you, you definitely uh, show signs of what? Drunkenness. In a like manner, when you are intoxicated with the spirit, you show signs of drunkenness. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to be drunk in the spirit. Yes, you show signs of what? Drunkenness. Because what you are doing doesn't make sense. When the power of the Bible said they came at them with the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and then they were baptized, and the fire of God was upon all of them, and they spoke in what? In other tongues. And what happened? The people surrounding them were, were wondering, are these not Galileans? And how come we hear each man speak in our own native language? Hallelujah. How come? Or have they been drunk of any new wine? Or it is, it is still very early. It's not the time, it's not the hour for drinking, but these people seem to have taken hold of something that has what intoxicated their being such that it has altered. It is articulating their speech the way he, he would want to direct it. And interestingly, the Holy Spirit touched the ears of all the people that were supposed to witness that miracle such that they heard each man speak in their own native language. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit did a miracle of the interpretation of the words in the ears, in the, in the, the ears of the hearers. And then he also touched the tongue of the people to speak. Hallelujah. I see the double miracle that I've been. Interpretation there. And then there was what? The speaking. They wondered this people are full of a new wine. So it's that be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. So it means that in order to really experience the have a full experience of the content of a of, of, of a particular wine, you have to be full of that. Hallelujah. Because it is at its fullness that we begin to see its overflow. You know, you can sip. You can sip a little. You know, we have friends, some people that will say, that, oh, oh, you can just take some one shandy or some, how do you call it? Uh, one shandy or smell of, or how do you call it? Yeah, oh, I will get that. Why? It's because you are not full of it. Upon all the bottle, when you look at the bottle, it's just maybe, how, how many percent? Maybe. Seven percent smoke. So that means you just drank smoke. But wait till you drink, you drink seven bottles or or ten bottles. You begin to see the signs. You get it. Because you are not full of it yet, you think that you have stamina. Hallelujah. <laughs> so be not drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Hallelujah. That is drunkenness. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So there are things that actually fuel the experience with the Spirit of God. And those are the things that we are supposed to encourage as a people of God. Are you here with me? Is that not laying again the foundation of what repentance? Open to Hebrews chapter 6. Then we progress. I'll be ending soon. Hebrews chapter 6. 
verse 1. Is that therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So repentance from dead works. He calls it a foundation. He calls it elementary. He calls it what pays it. So now he can say that this man has been teaching. He has been trying to teach this. How come? He said, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You would lead me over again to teach you the things which be the first principles of the oracles of God. You have actually come to need milk, and not solid food. As long as I have to keep on repenting. So, so the writer was expecting that as he's teaching this, they should grasp it once and for all because as many that will be able to grasp it, and as many that will be able to, to, to grow in, in spiritually, I mean, it will make the impact greater. So he said, this thing, if you even have a basic understanding of this thing, it transforms you from an ordinary Christian into a, a teacher of the world. So by this time, you ought to be teachers. You rather need over again, you, you have to be taught over again the things which, which is the first place for the workers of God. So now it's like I've taught this and he said, look, not in again the foundation of repentance from dead works. From dead works, I mentioned dead works. And of faith towards God. Very basic. Of the doctrine of baptisms. And of the laying on of hands. And of the resurrection of the dead. And of eternal judgment. And then he said, and this we will do if God permit. Meaning that he has done it. And he has done it again. Is that not laying again? And then he's still saying that, and this we will do. Amen. So you need to grasp when you understand this. It means that you are, you, you you now you have a solid hand on the word of righteousness. You have become skillful in the word of righteousness because you understand repentance from dead works. You understand the concept of grace. You understand the sin and the law. You understand the resurrection of the dead. You go concerning judgments. You understand concerning the doctrines of baptisms. You just know. That by one spirit you are baptized into one body. Oh, there is only one baptism. Hallelujah. Like you, 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 you automatically you have grown. Hallelujah. And it doesn't take it doesn't take years. It can take, you can teach these things to a child, and the child will grow with this knowledge. Child will just grow with this knowledge. Then he says something for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the good word of the Lord and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. I'll explain them. And for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that we prepare tongues and bias is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But beloved, hallelujah. So he, he has spoken of a certain dimension of growth. So after progression from the place of uh, repentance, faith towards God, uh, dead works, doctrines of baptism, uh, the resurrection from the dead, concerning judgments, now he mentions certain things which ascribed to people of a certain order of growth. He said, for it is impossible to renew these people again unto repentance, seeing the crucified again the Son of God afresh. 
and bring him into an open shape, but then he still made you aware that for we are persuaded of better things that accompany what salvation. You get a point. But then he stated these few things. He mentioned testing the good word of the Lord. So now for someone to have had all this foundation, it means that you are ready for graduation. Hallelujah. Physically, when we graduate, it means that we are ready to move to the next stage of life or we are ready to practice. Amen. When you, you did how many years? Six years of dentistry, two years of house job, and now you'll be ready to work. practice. The same thing you did that. You see, so you are ready to practice. After your internship, you'll be practicing, right? Okay. So now, we are not saying that the doctrine of uh, repentance from dead works, the resurrection of the dead, they are just basic or elementary. It is the very thing that actually makes you grow up because it makes you master the skill of righteousness. I told that the technology that was used in terms of skill has to do with the, the, the experience of the usage of the sword. So you can have a sword if someone is well trained in martial arts, the person can easily collect the sword from you. Meaning that you are not skillful in the use of what? The sword. But anyone that is very use, use, skillful with the use of the sword it becomes an armor of both what defense and offense. Hallelujah. You can use it to block and you can use it to also attack. Do you get a point? So you have to be skillful in the word of righteousness. And the things that were mentioned there will form the basis of, of that. And now after graduation from that place, progressing, advancing, you say, let us advance, let us progress. Now you move into practice. And it is in the practice that now in the spirit it reflects the amount of light hallelujah so for instance uh in my basic basic understanding of christ we're talking the fruit of the spirit is what uh mentioned in joy blah 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 and love yes so that is it you know about it but now after graduation now i know that love is the most excellent way of operation is it and yet I show you a more excellent way even to manifest the gift. And that is what the way of love. Then he ex he explained that these are the reasons for which something will have eternal like eternal, how do we call it, rewards. He said, there are three things that remain or there are three things that abide or there are three things that will be there forever. He says, faith, hope, and love and the greatest of them all is what? Is love which is the most excellent way. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, before that, you know, he started speaking about how love is patient, love is kind. I mean, the, the thing we have been singing in our song and all that. But then have you realized that singing the song is very different from actually walking in it? I will run faster than a chariot. You know, we are creating a consciousness. I will run faster than a chariot. It means that the Holy Ghost is coming upon me. The anointing of the Lord is coming upon me. I'm stirring up that consciousness. I'm stirring up that consciousness. It was a practice of Jesus. Jesus took the book of Isaiah in the temple in the synagogue and he read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has sent me to preach glad tidings to the meek, to open the eyes of the blind, to open the doors, the prison doors to them that are bound, to break the chains, to bring what release them from captivity. To bring healing to the sick, to declare that the will of the Lord. And he said, This day it is what 
fulfilled keep himself into what into the dimension that Isaiah spoke about hallelujah he was ready he put himself into it so there was the declaration so all these years of Jesus uh, all his learning years all his studying years was in preparation for that few years of manifestation which was going to be the greatest event ever happening on the face of the earth hallelujah so he prayed he did all that and then within what a few years there was practicalization of all that God this was when the Lord confirmed he said hear ye him hear ye him and, and, and some some of these things the experiences of it was it was so clear they said look we have not formed cunningly devised fables no promises of any private interpretation. Holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And we ourselves, we are not speaking of things with which our eyes have not seen. That which our eyes have seen. That which our eyes have touched and handled of the well of life which was manifested to us. They beheld him, they beheld the glory of God. You know, and in their carnality, they wanted to say, ah, Master, how come Elijah? Descended onto the mountain. How come uh, Moses has descended? Let us create this three boots so that we can tabernacle you people here so that it can be like a Tory site experience for all of them because what they saw was glorious. He said, We had from the realm of excellence the excellent glory. There was a confirmation, there was an announcement in the heavens confirming who the Lord Jesus was. And you have these men representing the letter, representing the, the, the prophets and the and the how we got the law and the prophets showing up, affirming. I mean, these, these are people that uh, the Old Testament folks held in high esteem. Hallelujah. Moses representing uh, the law, and then Elijah representing the prophets. A confirmation that indeed he was the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. Is it making sense? Are you here with me? So we need to know that in God there is progression. There is advancement. There is graduation. And graduation meaning that you it's not that you have come to the place of knowing it all. Or you have come to the place of I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have to. The moment you begin to think that you have you, you have known it all. That is a limitation. It means that you need to go deeper. In fact, it means that you've still not arrived. If you are thinking that you have arrived, because in God, God is an innumerable one experience. Like, I mean, if if this is all there is to be experienced of God, don't you think when I get to the peak of it, I'll be tired? If people get to the peak of their of their practice, they become consultants. And it's not all, they are still not fulfilled. But God has designed in himself that we are never down. There is always revelation of higher glory. Higher glory. Is it from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So we all with open faces, beholding in a mirror the glory of God. We are constantly transfigured into that same image. And it is done by the Spirit of God. It is the work of the Spirit. So there is always a pressure 
revelation of him. The more we know him, the more we want to know him. The more we see him, the more we want to see him. The experience is that of intimacy, that of koinonia. You are not tired of he emptying himself into you. You are not tired of having the divine participations. You are not tired of having the divine distributions and, and deposits within you. You are not tired. It speaks of a certain dimension of the fullness of God. He said, when we come to that place, that experience is a kind of a knowing, is a kind of an understanding, that passive knowledge. Hallelujah. So, the place of growth and maturity is actually that place of understanding, and it goes beyond ordinary knowledge. So, as I said, I can introduce you to, I can come to School of Discipleship. In this ministry, we teach. We, uh, the purpose is to bring Christ-likeness in you. So we have school of discipleship, we have school of ministry, we have uh, time with the Holy Ghost school of prayer. Like, we have all those things we can be teaching, but it is after some time you capture the revelation and then you become what it talks about. I hear you didn't all of a sudden, all of a sudden you are right now, then you you became no. There's transition. You can you can see growth. I always say that like I have watched many of you move from what different different levels of glory to higher levels of glory. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. So, there is that place of maturity and it has to do with graduating into the place of experience. And the place of experience, there is no end. Hallelujah. There is no end. These are the things he mentioned. He said, number one. Number one. He said, for those who were once enlightened, so coming to the place of enlightenment or illumination. You know, one of the prayers that Paul prayed for the people of Ephesus, he prayed that they will be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of their understanding being what enlightened. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then he said, after that place of revelation, illumination, then he said, they have of the heavenly gift. You know, there are many ways that people actually interpret this, but it depends on the context. As I said, I'll be teaching on this practically so that you can understand. But for the sake of, of this, I'm just mentioning the point. So they are they are enlightened, then they begin to taste of what? Or they begin to enjoy or partake of the heavenly gift. Who is the heavenly gift? Heavenly gift. Hallelujah experience of the heavenly gift. Then, what is he? And then make partakers of the Holy Ghost. Koinonia. I said, whereby we have received great exceeding the precious promises, and by these we are made partakers of the divine births, divine nature, the divine evolutions. Hallelujah. Meaning that we, 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 we evolve from one glory into the other. If I say I'm going to know you after the state of your glory, I will always miss it when I see your next level. So I must discern by the Spirit. I must know you by the Spirit. I, might, I, I should know you by, by the works, by what God is doing in, the, in your life. 
and not by my ordinary physical eye perception. That will be an understatement of what God is doing. I hear with me. Okay. So let's go. Then he said what? And we're made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Say the powers of the world to come. The powers of the world to come. What are the powers to come? What are the ages to come? What is the what is that anticipation in the life of all believers? What is the what is what is the that's why I said for dying is the kingdom, the power and the glory. The purpose of it all is for the glory Christ in you, the glory. So that glory dimension is 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 is, is, is like an announcement of the kind of this thing we are supposed to experience. Hallelujah. I will say that Jesus was raised by the glory of the Father. He was raised by the power of the Holy Ghost. And that was a confirmation of his sonship. Being declared to be the Son of God by the spirit of resurrection and by the raising of the dead. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks of the second dimension, the manifestation, the child of God is supposed to walk in. And that, that level of dimension is what will usher the entire creation into that state of liberty that God has foreordained. So for the endless expectation of the creature or the creation awaited for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a certain hope that God himself had when the entire world was subject to futility. And because God knew, God knew before before everything came, came to pass, God knew the plans and the purpose, the plans of the ages. And the announcement has already been made in the spirit that there is going to be a particular season, a point in the life of man where they will come to a consciousness of the divine life in them. And then that will awaken the powers that be in them and that will liberate them creation. It is the reason why as believers you need not to be stagnant. You need not to be at the gates. So many people seem to be at the gates. I always use the structure of a pyramid. That at the pyramid, the base is wide, but at the apex, you just have one or two people there. Just one or two people at the apex. Meaning that not many people grow up in God. But it said as we feed on his word, we will grow. As we feed, we will grow. As we feed, there's, there's a shift in our spirit. See, there's a shift in my spirit. Creation awaits our manifestation. Growth and maturity is very necessary in the kingdom. You need to accept. Let me end. So we can use two things. We can use two terms to represent the practical effect of our ascension in God. Hallelujah. So substance in the spirit, substance, true substance in the spirit, out of which everything comes is actually light. Hallelujah. 
Bible was finished and that God is light. In the beginning, it was God. God was the word. The word was with God. All things were made by him without anything. I mean, you know the scripture. Yeah. So, it's light. So, light is actually substance. You get it? And you need to be able to differentiate it from physical substance. Hallelujah. So, so light is 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 a substance in the spirit. Amen. Light is substance in the spirit. And in order to really accent or have so much energy to accent, you must have light. That's why they have to be constant what I told you the essence of all that is the glory. And then it becomes from tasting the word of the Lord. Being part of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Experiencing of the powers of the ages to come. Tasting the good word of the Lord. And then what? The glory. It is light. So now, in our dealings, the weeds or the flesh has to be pulled. There is a certain level of growth that you can be at that you will not even realize that anything is wrong. But as you accept, you realize that ah, you have to be light. Amen. I think I've taught you this before. If you are climbing, if you are climbing and you are carrying a heavy pack, if you are walking on the normal normal floor or you are even descending, you might not really feel anything. It reminds me of the day I came to visit you at your Ashoma. So they were just there, just there, and then we started climbing. The hill was like this. It was steep like this. I wonder how people were, were climbing. But people live there. Like, they descend to and fro. Like, it's their experience. But me that I just came there. So just a minute, I was sweating. Because it is not my, it is not my experience. And imagine I'm carrying heavy weight at my back. I won't get to the middle portion of the road and I'll be so tired. So there's a when you are the lower stages of maturity, sometimes you think that everything is okay. That place is, I don't want to say carnality, but there is the possibility for people to be in the church and remain in their state. Of natural is like they are just they've forgotten that they have become spiritual so they just operate as natural men and we say that they operate just like natural men those that not know Christ but we call that place a place of milk don't confuse milk is needed but don't confuse the one talk about immaturity so when Paul was dealing with the issue in the church of Corinth he said I couldn't feed you with meat feed you with what milk because he are yet what then he started mentioning I told you that the church of Corinth was one of the churches that was so free with the manifestation of the spirit in the church when you come everybody is prophesying everybody is speaking to us the reason why Paul had to bring that order that okay let's let one or two people speak or three people speak and then it is confirmed and there should be order then he started to teach about tongue speaking and and prophecy and all the gifts, and then he started asking, do all prophesy, do all, do all, 
do all heal, do all, do all that. But like, remember, remember why he was saying that he was trying to bring the honor because that was what the church was like. That they had so many, so many manifestations of the spirit, and much is being done in in in, in a state of lack of knowledge and confusion. Hallelujah, causing a lot of problems. But the most canal thing in that church was that there was strife. It was on that place that this one would say that, oh me, I'm of Apollos. I'm of Apollos. Then another would say, ah, Apollos, he's the mighty man of the word. Yes, we follow Apollos, we, we like the word. Then somebody would say, me, I'm of Sebas. They were the people that saw Jesus. They were the people that the commission was the one that the thing was handed over to. So I follow him. Then someone say, Ah, I follow Paul. Paul was the one that experienced Jesus. So he has the latest revelation in town. He said, Is Christ divided? Are we not yet come out? There's All sort of things which are so babyish. Is there a word like that? There's a word like that. Hobby. Is there a word like babyish? I'm saying I'll go and confirm it. I can't still teach you the things which because your character has to build. You are not sticking to the teachings and the doctrines of Jesus because even if you were feeding on the milk he said I still have to feed you with milk it means that if they were feeding on the milk they should have grown it means that the milk crowd they were not taking it so it's like I told the state of the milk it's like you have to repeat 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 repeat, repeat for the people just like as you repeat for a child until, until the child becomes what mature they were dull of hearing so let these things not be named amongst you little quarrels away Little, little misunderstandings are we? Hatred are we? Slandering are we? There's no need for it. It has, it, it shouldn't have a place. There are better things to think about. Do you know how this thing has a way of distorting your mental capacity? Let me ask you if you are bitter with someone, if maybe you are bitter with someone who suffers. The person is walking about, he doesn't even know that you are bitter with him. Oh, he knows that oh, I stepped on your feet the other time. Uh, he, he has said sorry, but you are saying that I will never forgive you. So, and you are feeling that thing in you. How do you feel? Or you have a misunderstanding with, 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 with your beloved or boyfriend. Or How do you feel? Deep in you, you want the thing to be solved, but you still want to be that you want to hold on onto what? Onto what? Who does it hurt? Hello? And interestingly, this has been in the body of Christ. So that's why I said spiritual maturity is not in what? In the in the number of years the man has been in church. Sometimes it's even amongst pastors. And it just shows the clear state of our heart. In the number of years serving the church, oh yes, he has served the Lord for 20 years of his life. We appreciate that. Jesus said a very hard statement the other time. He said, not everyone saying, Lord, 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 Lord. It's like they are saying that, oh, Master, we have a relationship with you. We even casted out demons in your name and all that. 
And he said, I know you, Lord Jesus. You didn't know him. So the relationship with God matters. When, when you have a relationship with God, when you have friendship with God, it affects your character. That's why after you stay in the church for some for a while, you 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 have to change. Tell your neighbor you have to change. Are you like that? <laughs> Allow God to work on your heart. The Lord is good. I'm done. Okay, so hopefully maybe if I get a time next week, I'll I'll break things down for what I started. I'll put things in context so that you don't get the confusion. That is one of the most confusing scriptures. Hebrews 6. As we have standing. Thank you, Jesus. same generations
runs in the race, he should run such that he will obtain the promise. Run in order to obtain the promise. And the purpose of it all is to have him come into the place of the fullness of God. That I might know him beyond the knowledge and understanding that past knowledge being filled with all the fullness of God. Lord, I want to be drunk. Lord, make me trust you. Lee Prokosa, Brandy Shana Bradita. Lee Brananana Shaka Bradasu, the Bredija. Speaking to our souls in spiritual songs, hymns, and making melodies in our hearts unto the Lord. Tell the Lord that, Lord, stir up in me that capacity to ascend and grow in you.
for the spirit is willing Lord through the spirit let the deeds of the flesh be mortified ascension into the realms of glory ascension into the dimensions of light transiting this earthly plane into that heavenly glory in the name of Jesus that my life will overflow with your life that is a prayer just open up your mouth and begin to pray we are passing towards the perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity that we will shine with your glory that we will shine with your light that will overflow with your goodness Libronto sepranta aligata libando shete rimanta la badia palua tarsia siponde de bene 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 kopshepa that we will shine that will radiate with your glory that will radiate with your glory that will radiate with your presence but thank you jesus
You probably take your seat. Just want to close your eyes. You want to 